In a post on LinkedIn recently, I asked for examples of marketing activity that enrages rather than engages. I must have struck a nerve because lots of people replied with a ton of stories. Marketing that makes your blood boil. Let's have a look at them in this week's show. Welcome to episode 181 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. I'm Roger Edwards, a marketing guy and keynote speaker from Edinburgh. Talk to me if you want to cut the BS and complexity from your marketing strategy. Hey folks and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thanks as always for downloading or streaming the show. I really do appreciate you taking the time to plugging me and my guests into your earphones. Thanks as well for the feedback you've been sending me recently via email and on social media, particularly Twitter. It's that feedback that shapes the topics that I discuss on the show and of course influences the people that I invite on the show to interview as my guests. This week, however, it's just me and the mic. And I want to talk to you about marketing activity. Marketing activity that enrages rather than engages. Marketing activity that makes your blood boil. The reason I'm going to cover this topic is that I'm currently putting together a speech for a conference in November. It's the Youpreneur Summit. It's taking place Queen Elizabeth II Centre in Westminster. The topic of the speech, as you would expect, is about keeping marketing simple. But specifically on this occasion, because it's a conference dedicated to solopreneurs and people running their own businesses, is I want to examine this whole issue of marketing that just crosses the line. Marketing that interrupts you, marketing that intrudes upon your day, marketing that enrages rather than engages, and of course what the alternatives are. So what I did to do a bit of research for the speech is on LinkedIn, and I did this on Facebook as well, I asked a question. I asked people to give me examples of marketing that annoyed them, marketing that enraged them rather than engaged them. Now, you know, when you post something on LinkedIn and Facebook, you usually get a little bit of a response from your followers and from your connections. But I was surprised by how many people took the time to reply to this particular question. And it wasn't just one line answers. You know, people took the time to write long paragraphs explaining examples and telling stories of this marketing activity that had really, really pissed them off. And it's given me a lot of ammunition for the speech at Youpreneur Summit, but also, of course, it's giving me some material for the book that I'm writing, because the Youpreneur Summit speech and and pretty much all the other speeches that I've done over the last 18 months about fighting complexity in marketing is going to be featured in my book, which is going to be coming out when it's good and ready. I've written just over 30,000 words of the book now, and quite a lot of what's appearing in speeches now is going to form the foundation, the backbone of this book. So I'm really getting quite excited about this. And all the guests that come on the podcast, you know, the wisdom that they give me, the insights, the snippets, 
some of that as well will find its way either into speeches or into the book. So I thought what I'd do today in this solo show is just share with you a couple of the examples of this enraging marketing. And no doubt, as I talk through these, you'll just recognize some of these examples and you'll be sitting there nodding, thinking, yep, absolutely right. Don't like that absolutely hate that. And and if you can, it'd be really good if you could share some of your own stories with me. You know, get in touch at rogeredwards.co.uk, hit me up, give me the examples that really wind you up. And you never know, I might be able to include that either in a speech or in the book. I'd like to shout out to Louise Harnby, who's a previous guest on the Marketing and Finance podcast. You really did take a lot of time writing out your examples of marketing that makes your blood boil. So thanks, Louise. It was great. And I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. So I've got four examples I'd like to share with you today. First of all, and this is what I call the connection followed by the sales pitch. It usually happens on LinkedIn, often happens on Twitter, often happens on Instagram as well. This is where you get a connection request or somebody follows you. On LinkedIn, of course, you've got to accept the um, connection request. So I might have a look at the profile of the person who sent the connection request quite often. You know, they don't send just the generic connection request. They might take time to write a few sentences and that always makes me interested in connecting back. So I might click on the yes, accept the connection, but then that's when it happens. Within a few seconds, and you know that this is automated, they've got some sort of bot set up, you get the direct message or the email comes into your box straight away. And the words of the email go something along the lines of this. Thanks for connecting. I really like your profile. We've got a lot in common. You don't know me. I don't know you. We've never exchanged one word with each other in our entire lives. But I would like you to buy my stuff. How about we jump onto Skype for 15 minutes so I can sell, sell, sell? And that's really annoying, isn't it? It is bordering on enraging. You're absolutely right. You don't know me. I don't know you. We have never exchanged anything, not one word ever in our entire lives. And yet you seem to think that this acceptance of the connection request immediately allows you to start trying to flog me, whatever it is. You might be trying to flog me management consultancy or a car or double glazing or whatever it might be. Or how to make two million bucks in half an hour without even doing any work. But think about it. If you went into a pub, say you were going to a pub to meet some people for a drink and you got to the pub before your friends arrived there, would you scan the people within the bar and look for people who were on their own and go up to them and say, excuse me, you don't know me, I don't know you, but I'd like to try and sell you my stuff. They'd tell you to take a hike, wouldn't they? But that's effectively what you're doing. If you connect with somebody on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Instagram, and you immediately bombard them with this really quite poor sales pitch, I seriously do wonder how successful it is. I guess some people must respond positively to it, but it can't have a very high hit rate. And the number of people that will actually like you as a result of doing this must be pretty low. Don't forget, social media is a two-way conversation. Social media isn't selling media. I say this so often on the podcast, and my guests say this so often on the podcast. We use social media to start having a conversation with people. If you want to send me a DM 
ask me about my interests, ask me about my business, start a conversation. Maybe down the line, I'd be open for a conversation about whatever it is that you're selling. Although I'm certainly not interested in those earn two million bucks in half an hour without doing any work emails, because I just know that that's bullshit. The second example of marketing that enrages rather than engages usually is associated with webinars, you know, online seminars. Now, there are some really good webinars out there, and admittedly, sometimes it's interesting to sign up for those webinars and give them a try. Usually, the webinar is sometime in the future, three weeks, maybe a month away. So, you sign up. Now, I do know that when people run webinars, I've done it myself, you get a lot of people signing up, but actually on the day, you don't get as many people actually turning up for the broadcast itself. And you do want to send out reminders. Of course you do. But some people really take this to the extreme. I had an example recently where I'd signed up for something. And this thing was, as I say, it was about three weeks away. I started about two weeks out getting a daily email. So there are two weeks to go until the webinar. And the following day, there's just under two weeks to go before the webinar. And of course, in the week prior to the webinar, the emails went up to two a day. Just a week to go until the webinar, you get the drift. And then, of course, the day before the webinar actually happened, these emails switched to hourly. Now, the interesting thing was that the webinar host was obviously on a different time zone to me. So I'd gone to bed, and when I got up the following day, I opened my email, and bang, there was about seven emails on the hour, every hour. Six hours to go till the webinar. Five hours to go till the webinar. Four hours to go till the webinar. Oh, for goodness sake, bang, I hit the red button. Unsubscribe, forget it. Online marketing is geared towards creating a level of trust with a potential customer. We want to use online marketing to get our customers to like us, to get to know us, to get to trust us. If somebody's sending you an email every hour, it's intrusive, it's annoying, it enrages you. It doesn't make you like the individual running the webinar. It doesn't make you trust them. If they're going to bombard you with emails like that, do you really want to do business with them? Example number three of marketing that makes your blood boil. And I see this one happening more and more. It's the spelling mistake email. So you get an email, it comes through probably first thing in the morning, and it might be talking about a press release. It could be a new product launch or something like that. And then four to six hours later, you get the same email, but with an extra line added at the beginning saying something like, we're very, very sorry. We've just spotted that in the email we sent you this morning, there was a spelling mistake. So we're now sending you the one without the spelling mistake. Oh, for goodness sake, come on. I know what you're up to. And the chances are I probably never saw the spelling mistake in the first email in the first place. It's just so obvious what they're up to, isn't it? I know what they're up to. And to be honest, they know that I know what they're up to. The fourth example of marketing that makes your blood boil is what I call the guilt email, or it actually could be the guilt pop-up. Again, it's usually an email or a landing page that's trying to sell you something. And again, it could be that subscribe to my course to learn how to earn two million bucks in half an hour without having to do any work. So you'll get the first email, and then a day later, you'll get the second email pushing the same product, and then possibly a third one. And it will say, if you really aren't interested in making two million bucks in half an hour without doing any work, seriously, then feel free to ignore this email. 
And I'm sitting there thinking, well, I was ignoring these emails anyway, wasn't I? But it's that, it's that almost patronising, almost rude implication that by ignoring this email, ignoring the ability to earn this mythical two million bucks in half an hour without doing any work, that you're somehow stupid, that you're an idiot. You also see this as a pop-up. So it might be a landing page and You'll go to the landing page and say, do you want to sign up for this course that will help you earn two million bucks in half an hour without doing any work? And there's a great big yes button. Sign me up. I want to earn two million bucks. And then there's the no button. No, I want to go back to my sad, poor, poverty-stricken existence. Now, okay, I've embellished that a little bit, but they're pretty close to that. And again, it feels patronizing. It's rude. I don't particularly feel that I like the person who wrote that. I don't particularly feel as if I could get to know them and trust them enough to do business with them. It's marketing that enrages rather than engages. Now, of course, we live in a world now where instant communication is possible across all sorts of devices, mobiles, tablets, instant messenger, FaceTime. People have to compete for your attention. Maybe in some instances, these tactics do work. Maybe they get enough sign-ups to justify all the people that they piss off in the process. But my view is that if we take a different tactic, if we try to provide content like this podcast or videos or material that genuinely helps the customer, makes them feel as if you're giving them something for free, makes them feel that they can get to know you, makes them see the real you. People see the real you in video. People hear the real you in audio. And once they do start to get to know you and to get to like you and to get to trust you, maybe that's a better foundation for having the business conversation rather than this relentless sending out of constant, annoying, intrusive communications material. That, to me, is marketing without integrity. Let's start putting more emphasis on marketing communications that engage rather than enrage. Thanks very much for listening to the show. As I said earlier, if you've got any examples of marketing like this that makes your blood boil, that enrages you, please do get in touch. I'd love to hear your stories. If it's an interesting enough story, you might even want to come on to the show to talk about it. I'm always looking for new and interesting guests to feature in the Marketing and Finance podcast. That's all for me this week. Next week, we'll be back to the interview format. Until then, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business. Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and leave a review. I'll catch you on the next episode.